it's about that time again on this beautiful morning on the morning show, Futa Radio 93.1 FM, when we will be bringing you uh, trending issues right here. Of course, uh, you know that this is where we talk about issues trending from around the world, but especially as relates to Nigeria. We have a whole lot to discuss today, so let's get straight into it. We have a panel of analysts right here who will be saying things and talking and discussing from various angles. Esigon is here. Esigon, good morning. Greetings. Esigon, February is uh, winding up very fast. What do you think? Yeah, well, interestingly, this is 23rd and we just have a couple of more days to go Mm. and we'll be into March. Mm. So, um, for people who think, you know, like like some of us do, the year is kind of over. Hmm. As, as yeah. is. As is already. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, speaking of the year being over, drawing to a close, uh, as to, of course, wasting no time making the position known uh, last one Monday, uh, that is on the 14th of uh, February, uh, about their position moving forward with that warning strike and, uh, you know, putting it right there to the federal government. And uh, the federal government yesterday uh, and ASU had a meeting. We'll talk about the details of that much later on. But uh, they're saying, uh, it's, a, it's a statement that made me, you know, that kind of made me laugh. So the, the Christian Gig is saying that they were taken aback by the actions uh, of uh, ASU, still seeming like they did not see this uh, coming right there. But they're assuring that ASU strike will end soon. And uh, ASU has also replied, saying that, uh, you know, that depends on the actions of of the government, what do you think? Yeah, you know, they, it's, what is happening, as regrettable as it is, hmm. uh, as sad as it is, mm-hmm. but it's to be expected because I've started noticing, for instance, that um, this particular administration is special, very, very special. In fact, um, they beat the Obasanjo administration by far. <laughs> and um, but let me calm down that yet mm. because we have not gotten to that place now. Like I've always said, anyone that is actually experienced in conflict resolution, mm. like for instance, you have two people fighting, and or there's been a quarrel, or there's yeah. been a disagreement, yes. and you've had the privilege of being an intermediary. Yes, you get my point. Mm. What that inter- intermediary does is you try to actually get the people to stop the fight mm. and probably reach a compromise. Yeah. Now, reaching a compromise it sometimes could be beyond verbal. Mm. It could be making some verbal pronouncements. Yes. But then, most importantly, it could be also making some actual, as in taking some actual moves or yeah. making some actual actions. Mm. So when you take an action, like for instance, let's assume that is a parking space issue yeah oh you have been parking in my space i i want to park this space belongs to me and mm. everyone knows that this space belongs to me yeah. but then you parked there now a way for us to know that this issue has been resolved mm. is not just the trespasser going oh okay don't worry i'm mm. going to move my car mm. you understand now mm. because i'm going to move my car mm-hmm. does not move the car does not move the car now but actually moving the car <laughs> And people seeing that, oh, the car has moved. Hmm. Uh-huh. Hmm. Now, action has followed verbal commitment yeah. or verbal promises. Hmm. And like I said yesterday, as far as ASU is concerned, I'm not sure ASU is interested in any more verbal hmm. commitment or verbal promises. Hmm. Verbal, that is, 
words yes. of mouth yes. you know or like some people say in some angle I, i'm not sure they are interested in more prophecies mm. because i see the federal government engaging in prophetic declarations mm. but not matching it with the corresponding action but mm. right now beyond you prophesying they want to see the prophecy come to True. past and True. that is that is the point asu is on mm, yeah so but i am glad that asu went back to the conversation table because let's assume that they called for this meeting yeah. and asu did not, did show, not up. show up then we will say uh asu is not considerate hmm. or they are not understanding hmm. it shows that they are actually willing to flow along hmm. as long as there's reasonable reason to do so yeah to do so that, that's me just being tautological <laughs> you get my point mm-hmm. so the federal government should please like i've always said move away from that point of running commentary and dropping prophecies hmm. and just go ahead and match their words with actions because it is actions that are necessary here hmm. the the issues we are talking about are issues that if you do them asu cannot deny it's being done hmm. and people will always see that it is done and then they will know that it has been done hmm. you know it, it's just like i i keep saying it's not just enough for you to say i love you i love you is good but beyond the i love you is where we go with that normal saying that they say action speaks louder than words yes yes. you know because now you are beyond saying it you have shown me and a critical component of showing this love is giving the major example i have is is god himself Hmm. his love for the world pushed him to give give his son you understand that is that is action so you see that action you know that you are loved by that action not just by the words mm. so i i think that it behoves on the federal government mm. to actually move if not at least okay i know if sake were here he, uh, he will join us and maybe he might say yes the funds may be an issue mm. but does it require funds to actually settle the issues of I mean, the issue of the utas mm. for you know for for instance mm. and this ippis debacle you understand there are some there's some components of these conversations mm. that may not be fund related that yeah. all you need to do is just show reasonable action that they can see that oh okay at least if if somebody has done something up to 80%, you can still go like, well, that's a pass mark and still chill. Even 50% can say, you see, say, ah, well, there's trying. There's a there's a possibility that the person is going to yes. move it to the end. Yeah, Particularly yeah. if it's those kind of uh, irreversible things. Yeah, you have committed to this point. That yes. means you are it's pushing through. To see Not the, the ones that is reversible that mm. you can still pull back. You get my point. Mm. So let federal government, please. I, I mm-hmm. feel on my own part that ASU is reasonable enough to still continue to have these conversations on this table then let federal government come up with goodwill and just you know reduce the prophecy let them put action to it all right uh skywalker good morning morning thank you very much for joining us and uh now let's go to the fact that uh uh, the 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 federal government uh, is actually expression shock when they say the federal government the ministry of labor uh, is expression shock saying that they were taken aback with the fact that asu actually went on the strike now uh they were talking about the fact that uh, asu reneged on their promises on the negotiations that they made uh through uh, the Nigerian Interreligious Council, that's NIREC, and uh, that was led by the Sultan of Sokoto and uh, the Christian Association of Nigeria, uh, saying that uh, ASU actually negated the understanding and assurances it gave at that particular 
meeting but what we are talking about now goes beyond that meeting it goes all the way to that memorandum of understanding or memorandum of agreement uh, which was signed between asu and the federal government and from the way uh, the ministry of labor was saying it uh, you know still expressing that shock it said that uh, asu it taught asu and the ministry of education would have sorted out their differences and their grievances uh, would you call this like uh, you know the, was, it, was this like some kind of blame game or pushing you know the fault around well I, i'll give uh Ogangi gave some you know slack because again like i've always said uh, if the ministry of education was as proactive as uh, the ministry of labor Labor, we probably would not have this much uh, uh, problems in our hands because most times is when the problem escalates to a strike action that's when the ministry of labor is uh, you know called upon to intervene and get all the issues uh, sorted and like you hear the minister also saying he practically you know like called out the ministry of education with you know some of his pronouncements in the sense that look i am not the mother ministry but i am trying the best that i can to manage the situation Mm. even for the ippis issue of of course the utah's issue the minister you know played a very vital role in ensuring that everybody who is a party to this whole situation you know gets an update on uh, what's happening as regards the utah's but Mm. there's some level of reluctance from Mm. the ministry of uh, uh education to actually put you know push this thing to reality because this thing is domiciled asu uh, is uh you know the employer of asu members is the ministry of education not the ministry of labor hmm. so I, I don't know why sometimes you see we wait until the situation gets to a point where uh, there's almost uh, an irreversible you know uh, a reaction or an irreversible measure to the problem before mm-hmm. we begin to you know run helter skelter okay. because the, the truth at the moment is that there are outstanding issues that have not been attended to and sometime again or sometimes i feel that the, the breakdown in communication the breakdown in engagement mm-hmm. you know causes this kind of you know mistrust between the government and the union because if for instance the issue of uters the mm. minister of labor said he had you know written to nitda nitda had given you know some kind of uh, uh, update on on the uters okay. and that areas that were having issues with the uters he made sure he reached out to nitda mm-hmm. got this you know update to asu got it you know even to the ministry of education and that asu responded which he also forwarded to the minist- ministry of uh, education and he had expected that the ministry of education would take it up from there mm-hmm. and you know find out what is happening get to you know you know the two of them should should meet the minister of education should be in front of this yeah. honestly and not the minister of of, of labor and employment even though yes he is part of you know uh, those who are playing ball uh, in the arena but mm. it's important that the minister of, education, the minister of education really you know stands in front of this thing hmm. and gets also a lot more engaged hmm. look there there was supposed to be a committee that would look into how far we are going with our agreement no. you know that committee had not even met they've not been meeting regularly like okay item one how far have we gone you know mm. we come on the table and then we give updates oh this is how far we have gone this is the problem we're having you know some of these conversations just puts you know, uh, you know yes you know the tension it douses the tension it gives reassurances and then they know that you are doing something 
so if at the end of the day there is that disconnect there's that gap how do you then want people to just fold their arms and trust you who goes to the bank and collects money based on trust nobody does that even if the bank knows you have the money they want to see evidence or you have the collateral or whatever it is Mm -hmm. they want to see evidence that you know you have the money or the money in your account bearing your name gone they want to know that you are the one so they cannot just so nobody does anything you know just based on trust oh we trust the federal government to 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 do it if the government itself had had track record a track record you know of being trustworthy being then you can you can sleep and say okay because of your antecedents because we know that you will you have been doing it in the past we can you know give it to you yes. and say we would continue to work yes. until you get the issues uh, you know sorted, sorted out. out so uh, uh, it's important that now that the the minister has intervened again like he would always do and that's why i would always give him kudos yeah Let he has called the them again and now we have another meeting but this meeting that they want to have now i don't know are we going to meet on the agreement that we already had agreed or what are we going to be renegotiating Mm -hmm. or what are we going to be maybe this will just be an opportunity to give updates or opportunity to also say okay what are the things that we can shift around to get some of these things that we are talking about uh, uh, uh ironed out but one thing that i know that is key and is important that has not even come up at the moment is the issue of salary the emoluments of 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 the lecturers they that is an issue i'm sure would be a very very big conversation you know going forward as as they meet uh to resolve this uh, whole issue the nirec issue that the minister was talking about honestly if not for the fact that we don't put education as a priority if not that we don't put value to education if not that our leaders also don't see the importance of using education to uplift your people from poverty from from the doldrums you know Hmm. if not that we have not done that Hmm. why should we be calling on religious leaders to help us yes intervene in in the education (laughs) why would you need nirec to help you if we had put the kind of value that we should put on education i have said it here sometimes i even feel like people talk about the fact that we need electricity we need yes we do but but education, education is, key is key to even providing that power yeah. because if you give the people education if the people are enlightened if the people are you know they get to choose the right people who would produce the power who would give them the power who would yes. give them infrastructure sure. who would give them and then you give them an opportunity to emancipate themselves from poverty but if we we are playing this thing that we're doing at the moment look you look there's you know people will tell you they, they want to have a debate on the value of education let's have a debate on the value of education <laughs> look around even in nigeria let me not even go to other places <laughs> in nigeria look at the places that poverty reigns supreme look at the level of education, education in there. those places then it gives you an idea because it's a direct correlation hmm. you think it is by there the is smartness. there is no there is no doubt about it look yeah. at you look at the places where there poverty reigns where poverty you can use buckets to to fetch it hmm. because it's everywhere on the street look at the level of education in those there. places yeah really then good. it gives you an idea of the value the quality of education. education look at the places economies let's go outside of the country look at the countries that we always make reference to china for instance that we always talk about look ah. at the value they put on education, education. it was so so important to the fact that they said we, we are not going to do it the white man's way they domesticated it they teach mathematics, teach physics in their own language. In their own language, so that everyone everyone has access to it. Look at India. So that's why I'm saying that we need to put value on 
education and that we need traditional rulers we need religious leaders to call on the government to do the needful for me it just tells you it it gives you a clear indication that our priorities are misplaced Misplaced. okay sake is in the building sake good morning and welcome please uh, quickly give your thoughts on this particular thing and what the you know this minister of uh, labor and employment who is a negotiator now right as we as we see it said saying that the strike will soon be called off giving that assurance that the strike will soon be called off and of course what skywalker mentioned on the value of education i, I just want to say that when we see situation like this hmm. it, it just plays out the kind of quality of leadership we have running the nation hmm. and like skywalker rightly said we don't have the right value for education unfortunately nigeria have a high percentage of youthful you know youth group bracket hmm. over i think 40 to 60 something percent yes and that should have been used as an instrument to unleash technology unleash economic abundance hmm. but this is what we do we frustrate them we we play with them and then the people sitting down there when education is messed up from the system they will steal from that system they will build private investors. Hmm. They will build private secondary schools. They will build private primary schools. And they will charge very exorbitant prices. They will put AC, you know, and all those facilities hmm. they see abroad. Yeah. And they will not make it, you know, reachable hmm. to the average person. Hmm. And what we are doing hmm. is why there's mass migration. Yes. And it's not just to Europe. It's not just to America, to West Africa. In fact, as a matter of fact, Ghana is sick of Nigerians coming to their country. And I thought if our leaders sit down and look at this data statistics, Mm. you know, and then they will look at themselves and say, what is it that we are doing that is not right? But they are playing the ostrich. Mm. So you are telling us that they will soon call off the strike. On what ground? On what basis? These are issues that have been long-standing. They've given you one day one strike, one month I've started. You know how this thing rolls. If it's a hundred billion promise, hmm. if you drop fifty billion, at least somebody will have assumed that uh, hey, you are you are you are you are committed. But this mouth word of mouth commitment will not do anything. And they know at, at this critical point, it will not work with us. Hmm. They need like Essigon said, they need action. And action is seeing the money in the account. Yes. Seeing the MO being, you know. Some of the MOs being done. Let's yeah. see action. Hmm. If it's Utah's, let's see some things being implemented. Hmm. Then you can say strike will be called up, but hmm. that you are still talking and very soon they will call the strike. On what on what ground? Okay. I don't know. Okay. And there uh, is still the uh, trending issues right here on Futa Radio 93.1 FM. Don't forget that uh, in case you've missed any part of this, you can always uh, uh, check us out across wherever you get your podcast from uh, simply uh, go on maybe Audible, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and type in the keywords Futa Radio Podcasts, and you will find trending issues right there on the go and on demand. Now let's come to S.E. Gunn talking about uh, this electoral bill uh, that the president was supposed to assent to uh, you know and uh, he has still not done that uh, by the way. People are scared actually for the fact that if he does not assent to this bill it might possibly lead to the cancellation of next year's 2023 uh, elections or totally disrupt the timetable that uh, you know INEC has set in place. Or well, has, d- disrupting is more tenable because for instance if it is not signed into law we just revert to what is on ground already that is it so it doesn't have to be that you know it to be cancelled but 
you know i i think what happened yesterday that really threw me was <laughs> i i got online and i suddenly saw that um fame additional was trending hmm. you see and then i i actually saw another statement uh, purported to have been given by the president you know about uh, nigerians love for trekking and all that <laughs> and all i could just surmise like i i started earlier is that you see we are dealing with a very very elevated mm-hmm. uh, um, level hmm. of messianic complex right you understand that is what we are dealing with here you see we thought that um, we were done with this uh, during the obasanjo era i mean at that point in time we felt ah ah what is it hmm. but if we are talking about yeah, yeah. If, if we're talking about this, the scale of difference between, you know, Obasanjo's era and this particular administration in the terms of the level of Mezandi complex, men, mm. this one is, is um, sup- uh, I'm trying to look for that word. It's Huj? out of this world. No. Huj. It's Huja. Astronomical? It's, it's Hujest. Yeah, it's astronomical. <laughs> it's, it's, in fact, it is phenomenally astro- astronomical. It is extraordinarily you understand astronomical in fact there's no scale to measure it it is unlimited so far so good i am trying to look for who else is going to beat you know that particular <laughs> mindset you know and that is what we are dealing with here i mean sincerely what we, we, you want to do something and as if it's their mo- is this money that is spent on you mm. get my point mm-hmm. you you want to do something and the people have gone ahead to you know, write up, you've talked about a clause, they've removed the clause. If you have issues, you understand? I remember the, the PIA, I mean, you understand? Yes. The, the, the I mean, the, the Petroleum Industry yes, Act. Act. Now, there was a lot of back and forth. Ah, they will do. You bring it forward. You say, no, adjust here. They will go and adjust, and then they will bring back until we finally got to sign it. Even mm-hmm. after signing it, they still said that there's still some things that still need to be adjusted, but at least it has been signed. Okay, this one now. What stops? And the funny thing is that if you look at this whole situation, you will be you will wonder why we're having this logjam because your party is in charge of the national assembly. True. Abi? Yes, you are the majority. You are the majority. So you're, it's not opposition. So this That's is not you understand. This is not an opposition thing. It, then you are the one that is in charge of everything. So. For so me, you have the knife, you have you, the, you, you the, have everything. The yam. <laughs> and the pot. Hmm. I mean, what, what stops you from, if there are issues that you feel, whatever, just have a family meeting and sort out this issue. But oh. you can see that there are, from news going around, from the issue of either consensus or hmm. no consensus, hmm. the issue of shifting their convention or no convention, and not the rest of them, those issues are glaring. Hmm. Politics is coming into play, mm-hmm. and that is very, very sad. You understand? Mm-hmm. But for Misha, I know that the likes of Gabashehu and the likes of um, Adishino, I know that they are doing their job. I understand. That's what they are getting paid to do. Mm-hmm. You know, but let them just stop. You understand? Let them just stop. Because I personally take exceptions to anyone, um, you know, assaulting my intelligence. If and the entire presidency, let, let them just stop. Uh-huh. That's that's my own. Right. There are better ways to actually do this, you know, okay. with with better sense. Yeah. I, I just want to say that for me, this just make it obvious how complex our political sphere is, you know, and the complexity is amplified by the fact that we don't have political groups who have obvious or stated or 
defined ideology, you know. We just do anywhere beleface and it's, in, it's more or less of individual, you know, ideology and a quagmire of the fact that let the party away. Mm. Or every other individual have their own version mm. of how the party should win. There's no clear cut ideology. Yes. And you see, if we have had a defined ideology for our political parties, some things will have fallen in place normally. Mm. You know, it will have fallen in place normally. Mm -hmm. Because if we have defined an ideology, if we have run through it, we will have, have limits and yes. boundaries. Yes. And, you know, there's no limit, there's no boundary here. Mm. So it's more or less when sometimes an action is about to be taken, it's more or less somebody who is a big man in the party saying, my own ideology is not captured, my own interest is not defended. Mm -hmm. And they use it, they use they, they cloud it and make it as if it's a national issue. Oftentimes, most things are not national issues. It has to do with them. They just find a way of selling it to us as if they are protecting the people. Mm. But the truth is that nine out of ten, the issue is not about the people. Mm. It's about them. Yeah. And for me, I think it should make us wiser. Mm. This whole scenario is about 2023. Yeah. And I think we should all of us, like I said, we should go back to the drawing board, hmm. upgrade and in fact, let's do history back from 1960. Hmm. Let's see the way politics has been played. Yes. So we, the electors, let's, let's get wiser. Hmm. Let's strategize. For me, it's unfortunate that after the answers, the youth have refused to mobilize. Like we, like, like we said, we, we don't expect them to do anything meaningful at 2023. But we are expect, you know, some gathering, some force some movement to show that we could be forced to be reckoned with in the next few in the next few years. Yes. Essigo is making a point that they have jackpot. But the truth is that two hundred million if we are about forty, sixty percent, we are talking of over a hundred million. Hundred million cannot jackpot, even if they give all of us visa. That's the reality we must face. You know? That's the reality we must face. Some of us we have to stay. Maybe because of economic time, emotional time, family time. Some of us just must stay. But the few that we stay, we must not allow us to be played like table a tennis ball. We've been played too long. It's time to mobilize. And mobilization does not necessarily mean that you you must form another party yes. within the system we can mobilize and cause our voice to be heard like setup is doing if we have many pressure groups in nigeria that when they want to take decision they will know mm. that this person is going to talk this person is going to raise a rally this person is going to court we will have a better decision making political leaders okay now let's uh, come to skywalker i don't know if you have any uh, thoughts on that particular issue real quick well the thing is that the president is going to sign it that's that's the indication that we're getting as so, made a very vital point the fact that they actually have the majority the the the, the he has no the issue is not the about majority. the issue is not about uh the national assembly right now the national assembly has done its job we're not we're not having any problem you know in the national this assembly as to the the passage of that bill, bill. that yeah. has already passed they've sent it to the president the president also has a case and his case is also very valid but sometimes uh, like uh, yoruba people will say if you're not going to eat the yam because of the palm oil you will eat the palm oil because of the yam so i'm sure that's what the president is going to do at the moment because he has to be seen to promote 
good governance. He yes. has to be seen to promote uh, good electoral values. He has to be seen to, you know, promote uh, democracy through ensuring more transparency and openness mm. in our electoral process. So, it's a legacy for him because if he refuses to sign this, then it would go down history that in his entire eight years as president, president he yeah. rejected the bill six times. Hmm. And that would be a record. And that would give an indication that he does not want the electoral process to improve. He does not want the electoral process to do well. Yes. So I'm sure that he's going to weigh that side by side some of the problems that he still has as per this particular bill because mm -hmm. of course for me too i have also wondered why you want to put restrictions you know on political office holders from participating in the process is, is it not so them? that for me again you know it just shows you that there's some kind of uh, abracadabra going on in that area but again the president is saying that Look, let me have reassurances. Give me reassurances that if I sign this bill, uh, I'm going to, you guys are going to also, that's the lawmakers now would also, you know, look at how to amend these portions that somehow conflicts, you know, or runs foul of what the constitution has laid down and provided every Nigerian, which is the opportunity to vote and be voted for and also be a part of the uh, 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 electoral process. So I think for me, the president is going to sign this. That's why I don't want to, you know, whatever has happened has happened. Whatever political gimmicks, you know, is happening has already happened. And, and we're hearing that the president is going to sign, most likely sign today. In fact, some people have said, like, uh, in, in the Queen, it's just, it's not a matter of days anymore. It's not yes. a matter of weeks anymore. It's just a matter of hours. And I'm sure he's going to sign it because there are some other parts of this bill that are very lofty. And I'm sure those parts supersedes, you know, or those parts supersede whatever it is that is wrong okay. with the bill so okay. that bill will be signed by the president okay. and i'm sure once he does that we all would also commend him for at least pushing our electoral process towards the good uh, you know part not the bad part so mm. I, I i think for me that's that's a good development all right let's still stay with you uh skywalker talking about uh the former minister of uh, water resources that is sarah Ochekbe, who has been standing trial for the past uh, uh three four years uh actually on uh, the grounds of money laundering conspiracy and accepting cash payments although uh the she and two others uh, were actually uh, sentenced uh, on on that on those particular charges uh, but they were released the three of them actually were released after the payment of one million naira option of fine lots of eyes have been wagging on this particular issue what do you is it there was there was some confusion in the court yesterday hmm. because I, I think somehow the judge uh misread his own judgment uh by saying three months uh, the three months was what initially, you know, went all out there because uh, he had said three months. Mm. Eventually, uh, I'm sure when the news went viral and, of course, the backlash that came with that report, uh, those who were at the court came back because this happened in Joss and yes. I was able to, you know, uh, get some one or two uh, confirmation. Uh, and, and the thing is, they, they, they came back when the, the written thing was now forwarded it was three years so it was just a mystic by uh, from the judge as to uh, the exact 
uh, penalty duration yes, of, yes. Of, of the incarceration. Yes, but even at that, there was, of course, the option of uh, 1 million naira uh, fine. Uh, the crime, again, itself is said to be up to the tune of 450 uh, million naira. naira. But people need to understand the peculiarities surrounding uh, this particular case. And, and, and I think sometime, uh, sometimes the EFCC also really has to find a way to improve on its prosecutorial uh methods President is speaking English. because the truth is that the way it is you you took them to court you said the the because there, there are two things conspiracy yep. Yep. to commit murder is not as it's not the same thing as murder yes yeah you, you may not be the one who killed the person but if you facilitated the killing that's conspiracy to murder, to murder. but in other places the conspiracy and the actual killing itself you know the punishment is almost the same hmm. but in our case our laws uh, were a little bit uh, flexible, flexible to the sense that if you are this conspiracy to commit money laundering itself this is the punishment that the law permits you get me yes and then of course made available an option of fine of one million naira which the judge uh, you know give out give but out, on yeah. the count on the because the judge only found them guilty on two counts conspiracy to commit uh, money, money laundering, laundering. And uh, retention of 450 million naira, which was of course above the limit that they are supposed to, yes. you know, Except hold on. So, yes. Yeah, so the, the 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 case itself, they were they were not found guilty as to embezzling that money. Mm. <clears throat> you see, you see, True. you see what we are talking about. That's yes. that's the difference, you know. And that's why mm. some people will tell you that the crime that they have committed and and the punishment is not is not equal, is not the same. But the truth is that they've not been found guilty of actually embezzling the money or stealing the money. So what the judge has found guilty or what the judge has found them guilty of is the conspiracy, you know, to want to commit money laundering. And again, the aspect of holding on to that amount of money, money. beyond your authority, beyond. So those are the crimes that they the judge been, has yes. found them guilty of. And that's why he's giving them three three years for each of those two count uh, those charges, which amount to six years. Six but years. of course, they are supposed to run concurrently, which ev ev eventually everything comes down to three years. Yes. And there's the option of one million naira fine. And the people we are talking about here are not uh, poppers like me. Mm. One million naira is not something that is difficult, you know, for it's them to raise. So as soon as they got the, you know, they got the sentence, they also brought the money and they paid and then they are and now made progress <laughs> well you uh, cannot you cannot also uh, say that we have not taken yeah, that, it, yeah, that's taken it you know a, a step or two forward mm -hmm. in the sense that mm -hmm. eh, in time past nobody is even taken to court mm -hmm. nobody is even no nobody's name is put out there for even committing conspiracy talk more of uh, stealing the money mm -hmm. so it is something that we have at can least be, be been commended. able to achieve mm -hmm. yeah the, the only thing we'll do is to beg EFCC, you know, this vigor that we put into putting this publicity into some of these cases. Mm. Let's diffuse it. Let's shift that energy to prosecuting, to investigation, investigation. And, and you know, and doing due diligence yeah, when due it diligence. comes to prosecution. Yeah. Okay. I think if we're able to do that, would make a lot more sense. Yeah. Than just making public show of the whole case. And then and coming out with little at the end of the day. Mm. A person who carries one bag of uh, maize, you take one bag of maize to the farm. You you plant one bag of maize. You are coming back 
to harvest. You're coming back with a Congo. So I don't know what you have done. Okay. Uh, let's come to Sake see, on see, this. I was about saying, after all the hula balu, after the money spent, government money, our money, on prosecution of a case. So we got one million refund. That's truly progress. There's a re but I think, return on investment. You see, I, I didn't do... <laughs> Look, uh, there are some times, sorry, there are some times that in, in, in the abroad, there are some times that they know they have evidence eh, hmm. to take you to court. Hmm. But if they sit down and they calculate the cost, the cost uh -huh. eh, they will just give you a, a, a slap on the wrist, but they would also make sure that you never get an opportunity to commit mm -hmm. that offense again. Hmm. So it's not all the time that you you, about, you, a, you just rush to court because, again, these things cost a lot. Oh, yes. That's what they, I'm saying. That, you see, for me, I did, I did business and company law. I didn't do you know, all the other stuff. So maybe I wouldn't be able to save so much. But I want to say that I think something must be done to our justice system. You see, injustice breeds corruption. And it just does not breed corruption. It gives people who benefit from it boldness when they know that they are likely to escape from being sentenced, being punished. It gives them arrogance of sort. And whether we like it or not, we are where we are today because some people have known how to work the system and live above the law. Take it from me. Hmm. Nigeria now, to an average young person, yeah. this is in their mindset. If I want to steal, let me steal as much as 500 to 1 billion hmm. of 10 billion. Hmm. By the time I do a case of 2 billion, I'll still go home with 8 billion, or even with 4 billion, it's a fair hmm. deal. So we, we are giving bad examples all around. Yeah. And like he said, for me, there's no point for EFCC taking 50 cases to court and coming home with nothing. Hmm. Or one or two, you know. He, for me, it doesn't. It doesn't give them that credibility, uh, credibility ratings. It, it doesn't help their credibility ratings. Hmm. That's why when you hear the CIA, the FBI, when you hear when you hear the NYPD, hmm. they are in court. You know there's trouble. You know there's trouble. You nobody needs to tell you that. <laughs> when you hear of the British intelligence that they after someone, you know that it is a done. You have been caught. I was just reading a story of a friend of mine who's a legal luminary who was telling me that somebody employed him to defend a case and he had to drop the case because hmm. while he was trying to discharge his client from the from the prison the the policeman in charge of brought in two fbi who were in the prison with the guy they have been trailing this guy they have hmm. been trailing this guy hmm. and they gave him phone evidences video evidence he said the man has been swearing for a whole day the second day when they just showed him the man kept quiet hmm. wow they have been on his case and he had to drop the case. He said, of course, they took him abroad. So we should take a cue from okay. this. Hmm. If we want a sane country, hmm. if anything we should commit, we shouldn't be doing all this uh, social media justice. We have arrested so-so and so for a fraud of 28 million. And then two, three years after, nothing comes of it. Hmm. We've invited so-so and so, 300 million. You do a, you know, a, young, a, a James Bond you know, appearance on mm. the TV or NTA, we mm. just see 20 cars, we whiz, we stood. Then, after 18 months, nothing comes out That's of it. Okay. And uh, that, let's let's use that to quickly go into uh, insecurity matters. Uh, Gon didn't have the chance to, you know, really say what was on his mind yesterday. We'll give you that chance now, uh, Gon. As many have been feared dead, as security operatives 
and gunmen clash in Anambra. And not just that, uh, just right there in Akwaibom, a medical doctor was abducted by gunmen while at his duty posts. And uh, uh, we had the Unilorin VC uh, yesterday advocating for medical doctors to not leave uh, the country. Now, this is not just about, uh, you know, it's no more just about not having good pays here. And this is actually now about the insecurity situation. What's your take on this? Well, I'm, I'm going to sh um, um, hope that the medical doctor gets back, you know, because if yes. we look at situations, these issues here, um, there's no way we can compare what's happening in Akwaibom with what's happening in the Southeast, Anambra, Imo State. We're just talking insecurity. Yeah, generally. I know. So um, I, I'm, I'm hoping that the Akwaibom issue will be resolved. But moving to Anambra hmm. in the East and what is happening there, and this frequency in attacking security operatives yes. be them police you know and all the rest of them yes, and um bombing of police bombing of police stations yeah. the other time it all started with the attack on the emo state prisons many people were released then we had a rush of you know prison attacks and of course the minister is still there minister of interior is still the minister of interior hmm. he, is, he has not uh, uh, resigned in in shame hmm. You know, uh, because th these things happen not as well. But you know, we, like I've said, we're talking about. A, uh, no, I get, I get. We're talking about a an administration that has this very, very extraordinarily astronomical mezzanine complex. So it's no, it's no issue. <laughs> but the situation in the southeast, I think, for me, I'm going to go back to um, to the history lane. I'm going to go back to the time of Obasanjo and just bring out uh, the difference in, in people and how to react to issues. Um, if it were Obasanjo, by now, hmm. they will have declared state of emergency hmm. in some of those states. You know, because this is a clear affront. See, I, I do not discountenance your agitation. You have a right to agitate. I am having my own agitations too, but hmm. you don't see me adding violence to it. You understand? You don't see me... Or using a rock to hit my own head. You understand? You don't see me attacking um, instruments of state. You don't see me... Because when you attack security officials, you are you're actually attacking the federal government. You're attacking me. That's what people need to understand. Yeah, Because I'm still a Nigerian. Whether some people don't want to be Nigerians or not. I know we have people that want to uh, uh, break away and not rest of them. We understand it and we appreciate everybody's agitations. They, they are valid. But there are ways to go about this. Not violence. So if it were to be about Sanjo, for instance, that is there, I'm sure they will have declared state of all those governors will have been removed and the soul and will have been put there, hmm. you know, to bring order and then we'll not go forward. And I'm sure they don't want to do that. I know that yes, this IPOP thing, this cover BFR thing, uh, makes that whole thing sensitive and all that. But you see, there are some times when you need to wield the big stick. Because for me, I still say it, I'm still very confused as to why my people are doing this to themselves oh. like i don't get it why you are agitating right. for something and you go ahead and shoot yourself in the foot Shoot. look at the many killings that went on there and i we had conversations at at, at some, the level of um, you know of, of uh, the old boys association of government secondary school where, where i passed out from and they they, they they were sad about the, the killings look at dora Kunili's husband look at other issues like that and you are calling for so if 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 let's assume we give you your own country you, are you collecting your own country to be killing yourself? <laughs> like, is, is that the intention? Is that how Catalonia is doing in in, 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 Spain? in Spain? You get my point. Is that you, you understand? Must we go the way of uh, Sudan? Must we? Hmm. Must we go the way? You know. So let's All let's right. apply sense. All right.
All right. And that's all we can take on trending issues for today. Thank you for joining us with such a fantastic show. News on the Globe is up next. Stay tuned.